And I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team. I got a really big team. They need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team. Man, what a time to be alive. I'm drinking lean. They thought I'd die. Episode 84 of the Morse Code Podcast. Here we are. We'll address the elephant in the room shortly. Um, but let's pay homage to the Randy Moss. I don't know, Randy Moss or Dion Branch episode. Wait. One has a Super Bowl MVP and one doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I think he was 84, right? Dion Branch. Yeah. I think he, like, in his second tenure... He switched to 83. Yeah. So. I forgot he was a two-timer. Let's see here. Nothing like an undersized wide receiver in New England. Doing well. We do those? System, it's a system. System quarterback, system wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. My bad. It was the other way around. He was 83 the first time, 84 when he came back. Okay. Hmm. So uh, that changes things. That certainly does. Um, call it the Randy Moss up. I, I think Randy Moss played better in '84 than Dion Branch did. Yeah, he he brought more respect to the number. Sure did. Um, here we are, another day, another Super Bowl for Tom Brady. Unbelievable. Yep. I don't even know where to start. Unbelievable. Like I'm shocked, but like I'm really not. It's like I was actually trying to think back of. I was trying to think back of how we kind of addressed this whole situation throughout the tenure of the show. One thing I think I said on the air before was around like early to mid season, I was actually surprised how uninterested I was in like following the bucks. Like I really went into the season thinking it was going to be like a, a Patriots one in like Tampa Bay, like one B like me following throughout the year. You know, but like I'd watch a Bucks game. It's like, I just really can't get in. Like I get it. Brady's playing, but it's not, it's not what I thought. And then when I realized the Patriots sucked, it made it a little easier. Um, But like this playoffs has been pretty fun. Like up until last night, following, following Brady and the Bucks. Like honestly, bro, last night, like I think I might ride this one out for a little bit. Like I'm in no rush to go back to Patriots, hundred percent Patriots fan anytime soon. I might ride this one for another week or so. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, we're talking about the game last night. <laughs> Bucks, Chiefs. I think it was nationally televised. I don't know. Um, was it blacked like out said, anywhere? No, I think they met the the requirements <laughs> to air it without any interference. That that place looked damn near sold out to me. Uh, Raymond James Stadium. Majority of the it. fans were cut out cardboard fans, but still. Looked like a romping crowd to me. That's what they want you to think. True. True. <laughs> and if you <laughs> saw I've the Matthew when it didn't apply, but yeah. If you saw the Matthew McConaughey Doritos commercial, just looked like a bunch of those people in the stands. That was a weird commercial. <laughs> really weird commercial. Very weird. We can address commercials later, but mm-hmm. um, like I said, here we go. Um, episode 84 of the Morse Code Podcast. It is the first episode post Super Bowl. What was this? 54? 55? I think it was 54. Mid-50s, something along there. Um, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers really won the Super Bowl. That's still crazy to me. And I love our close close personal friends of the program. I remember I I was listening back to this before. When we, last time, one of the first times we had Shawnee O on, he said he didn't think the Bucs were going to get to 500. And I thought that was ridiculous. But I also didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl. I really didn't. I thought that was just too much. Yeah. But, uh, and, and they, like, we'll get into it, but they won the Super Bowl comfortably. Like, that's never happened before in New England, ever. No. You either lose close or you win incredibly close. It was kind of nice to watch a, a comfortable Super Bowl victory for Tom Brady. Yeah. It was a fun for game the most to watch. Part. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah, I think you may have said this earlier, but easily the most fun I had all football season. 
I think. Mm, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, the most enjoyable, like, um, mm-hmm. like we didn't even have to sweat it out if you were rooting for Brady. Although, oh, yeah. I never, like, not until there were five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter was I, like, comfortable about it. But I, I agree. it was I multiple scores. I definitely wasn't comfortable at halftime. Um, I'm trying to think, like, going into the third quarter. I just felt good because, like, the Chiefs weren't doing anything. Like, I know we'll talk about this, too. Patrick Mahomes was living in hell throughout that entire game, <laughs> literally running for his life. Like, there were some plays. I think it. I remember one sack specific. I don't think he got sacked all that much, but he was rushed damn near every play. One of the sacks I remember, I think it was, like, Levante David, JPP, and one other guy. It was, like, a three-man uh, fucking pretzel factory they put Patrick Mahomes in. Yeah. And it's like, if this wasn't organized for football, like those three guys would be on trial for manslaughter. <laughs> like the way some of those hits look like it would be snap. And then immediately you have to just run backwards to give yourself a chance at survival, let alone, let alone gaining positive yards on the play. <laughs> it looked like I used to play Madden. <laughs> like we just That's what I thought. And snap the ball and run for your life. <laughs> and then just tap circle, hoping for a prayer. Dude, there, there was one play where he actually was third and 33. Yep, big time. <laughs> I thought there were multiple third and 30s uh, occasions. Like I said, he's good enough to not get sacked and throw yeah. the ball away. Boy, but it's like fatigue has to I'm sure we've all seen the stat. It was like close to 500 yards running um, post-snap. <laughs> Dude, imagine if, if they had him mic'd Boy. up and uh, – as soon as he got the ball, he was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me with this. Here again. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just revving his engine to run backwards. <laughs> oh, boy, was that terrible. But I, I, I like I said, the same play that you're thinking but, of with the sack. Um, oh, man. Sue was involved in the play, right? Maybe that was the third guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that oh, is a man, that, that is a, brutal. They have a nasty defense like they have. I think their secondary kind of stinks. I know what's his name gets picked on a lot. Um Carlton Carlton Davis the third gets picked on a lot, but dude, their linebackers, their D line played incredible. Like I, I, I obviously I watched that game a lot closer than I've watched the most of the Bucks games, because I, I don't remember a narrative being around the Chiefs O line being terrible all year. I think you would have heard about that. No, I think I know that that injury to the the tackle was pretty significant. Good point. But, but still. Did I mean, one I of them actually? Did I know a lot act- of people say that's the most like? Is it left or right? That's the most um, important. Typically, blindside, which would be his left. Okay, I can't remember which one this guy was, but either whichever one he was, he got rotated to the mm. the opposite one. So, mm. um, switch hitter. Yeah, I don't know. That was tough luck. <laughs> that was a tough luck. Like. Uh, again, like not to get into too much like X and O stuff, but they it seemed like they had a pretty simple game plan. They had a couple couple high safeties, and they quadruple covered guys like Tyreek Hill throughout majority of the game. He couldn't do anything, mm-hmm. and you couldn't ask for it to happen to a nicer guy. But uh, he was shut down pretty well. Even Travis Kelsey like put up numbers, but it's because he would scramble around for thirty seconds and just make something happen. Tyreek Hill was just living in hell for forty eight minutes. I don't even know who his primary coverage was, but um, that was probably a safe game plan. And then those early drives, I think I saw you mention this in either group chat or Twitter. Guys like, uh, you know, McCole Hardman and and uh, Pringle. I don't remember Pringle's first name. Chris, I assume. Chris Pringle was wide open, just taking balls off the face mask for the entire, like, first half, dude. Couple, couple overthrows here and there, but it's like, I don't know if you consider... Todd Bull's a genius, but I think I think covering up guys like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and leaving those other guys open seemed to bode well in their favor. I think making me. the guys take the, uh, the the balls off the face mask. I Great assume strategy. he asked them to do this. It was probably in the game discussion. Yes, so highly suggested. Also, um, a, a good strategy. Sure. But let, let's get back on track. So like I said, I'll let you kind of narrate this thing. I'll follow your lead. Um, if you haven't noticed, I still don't have my cell phone back. It's been quite a weekend. So I've been somewhat disconnected from the outside world, from social media. 
I was telling you offline, I really don't hate it. Like every now and then I'll log into Twitter from my laptop and I just see a bunch of terrible things I don't want to see. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I could use a little break from this, this place, this hell on earth um, that somehow is free. Anyone can just make an account and be part of that. Um, mm. So why don't you run through what were some of your, your takeaways or, or kind of how you want to organize this thing? Uh, let's see. Let's talk about... Let's start with the two plays by Mahomes. Which one? Yeah, at this one, at this point, everyone knows like the outcome of the game and whatever. What was the final? Thirty-one-nine. Yeah. God, that's a fucking mopping. Yeah. Casey did not score a touchdown. That's crazy. Shout out <laughs> Shawnee O again, who called them to not score ten points in the AFC Championship, and I laughed him right off right off the Zoom call. Um, I did not see that happening. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> he was a week early. Speaking of that, I'm sure you'll get into it too, but um, hit on some proposition bets too, did you? Mm. Yeah. So go ahead. Start with your Mahomes take and then, um, I'm sorry, I'll let you go ahead. No. um, So obviously everyone knows like how the game went and whatever. Um, And if not, uh, I think they're replaying it on Lifetime tonight. Catch it at at nine. nine, It should be in the latest episode of the NFL Encyclopedia. That get releases annually. (laughs) Yes, oh. we do get advanced copies, so sure, it'd be nice. If, uh, Just perks. Perks yeah. at work. But yeah, those two throws by Mahomes where he was scrambling on every fucking play. Mm. But sure was. those could have been two of the greatest plays in like Super Bowl history because of how close they came to being caught. And which, obviously which would have been like game about? changers. Uh, so there's the one where he scrambled and ended up. Mm. He ended up on the near sideline close to the camera. Mm hmm. And while he was being tackled at his feet, he did like a spin move mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and threw it without even like having the bottom half of his body like mobile. Yeah. And almost hit the guy on a dime in the corner of the end zone. Yeah. I think that was one of the ones that bounced off of like a helmet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were in general a lot of like tip balls, like yeah. balls up in the air, which yeah. I as soon as that happens, I just assume it's going to be an interception. It happens all the time. Yeah. They it happens frequently and they did get a couple. I think the, how many picks did he, did he throw two picks? At least, At one, least one off a bounce tip ball. Brady didn't throw one. Did he? No. Thanks. Good for him. Good. Um, That's another good strategy. Yep. Hmm. Isn't there a saying about that? Like, uh, what is it? Don't throw uh, picks. No. Ball control is tip ball balls? security is job security. <laughs> <laughs> is it a, Dog is man's best friend. Tip balls is the quarterback's worst, worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so that play, mm-hmm. that one was ridiculous because it was from like the 30-yard line. So yeah. that was a crazy throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one where everyone's seen the picture at this point where he's like perpendicular <laughs> to the ground and somehow threw another dime where like they zoomed in and, and went to slow motion on that one. And he threw a perfect mm-hmm. spiral. And it looked like it looked like a kid. Uh, I don't know. Picture like a Nickelodeon show from the 90s where a kid is laying in bed doing his homework or laying in bed, like watching TV um, on his stomach. Like that's how nonchalant he looked in this position. Yeah. And yeah, threw it on a rope, but he that's had to. I, he didn't have no choice. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like his biggest plays were literally just not taking sacks. Like he could have taken 10 sacks in that game but he's athletic enough to get out and literally just get the football out of his hands. Um, even more impressively, sometimes in a direct line to the receiver's hands yeah. or helmet. Um, <laughs> you can only lead a horse to water. Is that still true? Can't make him drink. Yes. Sort hmm. of confirmed. You can lead a horse to water. Certified cannot force him to drink. I'm I'm gonna listen to the latest episode of the Horse Code podcast. Horse Code. <laughs> yeah, see if that's still true. The only two notes I wrote down last night because I started. I'm like, I don't have my phone. I'll keep them on my computer. And I got. I just didn't feel like doing it after two notes. First one. I don't know if you noticed this. I didn't know this. Maybe I'm. I just didn't know this. I had no idea Bruce Arians was older than Bill Belichick. Like he two years. He's two years older than Bill Belichick. I, I picture Bill Belichick the oldest no. coach in the league just because people talk about like he's the oldest coach in the league, him and Pete Carroll. Bruce Arians is 68. 
I keep thinking of him as like a young, like, you know, young gunslinging, like head coach. He's very much old, very old, mm-hmm. older than Bill. Um, I don't really like Bruce Arians all that much, but uh, I was surprised to see that. I also saw on Twitter today, I think it was, it said Travis Kelsey and Gronk are the same age. That one was crazy. That's bizarre. Yep. I thought you could have told me Travis Kelsey was 24. I know he's not, but you could have told me that. Um, that's crazy. I never yeah. heard of him during the Alex Smith era. He was. Yeah. I, 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 it's just like, he really broke out. I don't know. Like, let me pull it up. Like he must've been average for at least like five years. He's definitely there during Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, Travis Barbara Kelsey. If you're looking him up on the internet. Actually, speaking of that, were there any formal repercussions from Barbergate with the Chiefs? Did anyone actually miss the game? No. Damn. Except for the Barber. He's been in, he's been in the league for, since 2013. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is eighth year in the league. So wait a minute. He even predates Alex Smith then, I think? No. God, no. Two, no, 2013. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of... That. I'm thinking of... Uh, the Niners. Right. I think he was with the Chiefs, went to the Niners, um, amputated his own leg, and then came back to the WFT. <laughs> is what I think, how that time frame goes. That's crazy, though. Like, I, lo- I, I think Travis Kelsey is very good. Again, I don't like him at all. We've talked about this, but that's strange. Like, you could tell me Gronk was nearing 40, and you could tell me Travis Kelsey was nearing 25. Um, and I probably believe each one. So I feel like that that further puts that conversation to bed. Not so to use close. a, not to use a bed reference, but uh, about who's the goat tight end? Not even close, dude. Like I, I true. I almost said this last night. Like I really think, I think Brady had a very good regular season. Like they they were, I think, not like holding back, but like Gronk played well in the Super Bowl. Like he played better than he's ever played. Yeah. And those those like Brady was fucking slinging it. Like that first touchdown to Gronk was beautiful. That was mm-hmm. an absolute seam dime that he's been throwing for 10 years in New England to him. I had, I haven't seen that throw all year. Even the second one was sick. Even the one to AB was nasty. Like Brady looked very well. And I've said this year all too. Most quarterback play I've seen this year, I compare it to what I've seen in New England and just makes it look probably that much better every throw tom threw last night was better than any throw cam newton's thrown this year <laughs> i'm pretty comfortable saying yeah without having all pass. those throws in front of me right now even like these little like seam passes to like chris godwin they just weren't there in new england yeah. oh excuse me they were there they just weren't executed in new england <laughs> so that's kind of frustrating yeah he was uh the other spinning it as they like to say in the uh industry sure was other note I had, and it's funny because, um, again, we were talking to Shawnee O in a group chat somewhere. He mentioned Tyrone Matthew, who is a very strange-looking person. I never realized how strange he looks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ugly. I don't know if he's whatever. He's just odd-looking. Do you think he kind of looks like um, uh, rapper slash snitch artist Takashi Six Nine? Yeah, I could see that. Um, uh, a I did see that version of that. Probably far more athletic. Yeah. Better hair. Well, less colorful hair. More reason to snitch. Sure. Hey, you could argue both have a both have a big mouth that got him in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. So those are only my two takeaways from the game. <laughs> I didn't realize how old Bruce Arians was. I didn't realize how much uh Tyrone Matthew, aka the honey badger, looks like uh Takashi six nine. So Takashi three uh, two. Typical box score deep dives that most most shows are getting into. Um, what else did you have on your agenda from the game or any takeaways or anything worth addressing? No, I, I like those two points. My, mine aren't too serious. Um, I had that, uh, I guess my only other really X's and O's thing. Mm. A Bucks running game is much better, much better than people Pretty talk good. about. Sure is. Like that's a that's a really good duo. But that's another one for a guy who like um not consider a journeyman but people weren't taken seriously in Leonard Fournette oh yeah hell yeah season. Leonard Fournette's always been a good running back I think <clears> he's <throat> just been buried in Jacksonville 
again, he's not like Gronk. I think he played his best game probably last night or one of his best games all season last night. Yeah. Um, interesting though. I think that fourth, that goal line, I got nervous there too. After that goal line stop, I was like, yeah. Ugh, that's pretty good momentum. And I don't think they scored. Um, I think that was two handoffs to Ronnie Jones, Ronald Jones, wasn't it? Or was that Fournette? I thought it was Fournette, but I could be wrong. I thought at least one of them was Ronald Jones. Either way. Yeah. That that's been a pretty impressive, impressive running game. It's just a good offense. And it, I also thought about this too. It's like, I was curious what Jameis Winston thought while watching that game, because they talk about like beefing up this team in the off season. They added Gronk who is not much this season until last night. They added a B like halfway through the year and they added um, Leonard Fournette who we just talked about. Didn't really do too, too much crazy this season. It was, it's more or less the same core guys but a much different result. <laughs> and the only real difference was Brady and, and Jameis Winston. So a couple of guys, you know, down bad after this game, not a great look for Jameis. The team Belichick camp is not in a good place right now. <laughs> Bill included. <laughs> Bill very much included watching that game. That's just a tough look. And I, like I said, I can't believe it got to, like once he made the playoffs and the Patriots didn't, it was like, all right, now we have a conversation about, you know, Bill versus Tom. Winning the Super Bowl is just, it's it's not a conversation anymore, I don't think, yeah. unfortunately. I wonder what the conversation would be if somehow, let's mm-hmm. say the Pats had made it to the playoffs and lost in like, um, I don't know, divisional or AFC championship. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I wonder I wonder I wonder if people would still would that still be enough to call it like 50-50 in people's Yeah. Opinion? I think so cuz I think that roster was just so much worse than yeah. Tampa. Ter- like terrible. Like you said if they if they made the playoffs, I think that I would chalk that up as a win. Yeah. New quarterback, no offseason. You just lost the same guy who's been in the building for 20 years. You lost Edelman, basically. Obviously, no Gronk. Um, you know what I mean? Pretty much anything else. Plus, a, a better divi- that a better team in the division than probably Brady's ever seen in Buffalo. Yeah. And Miami was respectable. All uh, the yeah. opt-outs. Opt-outs, great call. Yeah, if they made the playoffs, I think that would put it on a, a pretty level playing field. Um, oof, going sub-500 is tough. Cam missed two games, right, with COVID? He missed the Chiefs, Gosh. and then it was the bye week. He might have only missed one, hmm. unless you count the games he was physically there for, like Denver <laughs> and San Francisco. Uh, I wish that he had missed, just for argument's sake, mm-hmm. I wish that he had missed the Chiefs and like another one either right before or right after. Because yeah. then we could then have the conversation of, you could say that... <laughs> System. Those games were missed during his like when he was, I don't know. Oh, shit. Quarterback. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And and let's say you flip those two wins to or two losses mm-hmm. to begin to make them nine and seven. Would that have yeah. gotten them in the playoffs? Nine and seven. Um, I I I don't think there was any eight and eight teams in the AFC, so it could have. Okay, they would have tiebreakers over. Uh, well, I think so because they would have tiebreaker over Baltimore because they beat Baltimore. So I think so. It could have. So like, that's how close they were theoretically. I know, I know obviously this team fucking blew, but theoretically (laughs) that's how close they were to making the playoffs. If they had done just that much to make the playoffs, I would have, I wonder if people would have considered it a closer argument. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's like, like I've said all year, it's like, I've, I've, I've really wanted cam to come in here and do well or do decent. Yeah. Um, I don't know if COVID had anything to do with it. I don't know if it's just, you know, he's hurt, he's getting older, whatever. Um, he just he just wasn't a serviceable quarter, serviceable starting quarterback in the NFL this year, especially under Patriot standards. Um, so that's just kind of is what I mean, that's just a wash from there. I don't know what they'll do next year. Um, I don't really feel like speculating what they'll do. At this point, I'd rather just wait and see what they do. I it's just a waste of energy, I think, to speculate what they're gonna do. Yeah, uh, I, I really don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, aside from what Giardi's texting me on the side, um, which mm-hmm. obviously we cannot, we can't talk about and publicize here. Uh, I don't want to speculate. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if they don't make a move by the draft and they draft a quarterback at 15, I'd be cool with that. Um, but I still think they'll probably bring in a bridge quarterback. I don't know. Like, I don't know where they spend their money. I'd like to get a receiver. I'd like to get a pass rusher. I'd like to get a tight end, but it's like, what, like, who are you going to get? Like, who's like the big tight end name that's going to make a huge difference between. I, I consider last year not having a tight end, like literally, like, I don't think they, they didn't accumulate any tight end stats last year. So I don't know who's out there to even bring in unless you draft someone. Um, there's plenty of wide receivers. I used to be a lot more. I think we talked about this last week. I used to be a lot more excited about Chris Godwin. I really don't fucking care. Like, I don't, I don't think he's that great. Um, I'd rather get like an Allen Robinson or a Kenny Galladay or someone like that. But, uh, but again, I don't know. It's not worth speculating at this time. I'd rather just sit back and see what they do. It's just too stressful. It just leads to too much disappointment <laughs> personally. Who knows? Um, but anyway, go ahead. What else did you have on the docket uh, for tonight? The going back to Gronk for a second. Um, sure. And we'll actually, we'll talk about our, our wagers shortly. Oh yeah. Gronk thing. So Brady's been to seven. Uh, Brady's been to 10 Super Bowls and won seven of them. This mm-hmm. now puts Gronk at going to six and winning four of them. No shit. Gronk has four Is rings. He the second greatest player of all time. I don't know. I don't Some know. He has four it. rings. <laughs> he, he has four rings and he's been a difference maker in those playoff seasons. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't, he doesn't, it's not just collecting rings. Like he was a, he was a major player. Obviously last night, all those Super Bowls. And then even the Rams Super Bowl, he didn't do much. You know, his final numbers weren't great. He made mm-hmm. the biggest catches in the Rams Super Bowl and that Chiefs AFC Championship game. Yeah. Like he is, he has four earned rings. Obviously, Brady's earned his rings too, but that's, that is a big deal. That is a significant number. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I don't know what the number is off the top of my head, but who the fuck can you think of that has? four or more rings besides Joe Montana. Well, that, that's the thing. Like when you think non quarterbacks, I like no one even talks about non quarterbacks as far as their rings go. Jerry Rice has a lot. He has what? At least three as a receiver. Emmett Smith has three. Um, I mean, you can make the same argument for guys like Julian Edelman. He has three. Yeah. Uh, Troy Brown had three. I think, I think he was there for all three, right? Troy Brown in that first yep. run. And then Edelman had three. Was Emendola on the Rams Super Bowl or no? He was just Falcons and Seahawks. Right. Okay. I'm just trying to think of other like dynasties. Who else was there? Probably some like Steelers guys in the 80s and 70s. I don't really know enough about. But yeah, having four is pretty significant. I did see. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say for all the uh, attention about Brady surpassing Michael Jordan in terms of like all time great athletes. He did finally catch up to Robert Ory as well. Another guy who's been earning Shot rings Bob. in his entire career. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking you know, about that earlier. What a weird argument he is. Yeah. Because he was important to all. He was. I, I think all seven of his team, obviously not a marquee player, but. No, no, no. But fought to occupy in like sports history. How many rings does he have? Seven. So he did what? Three with the Lakers? That three Pete, right? Yep. And then Bob. mixed in some Spurs. Two Spurs and then the and then the only two Rockets championships in the very in the nineties. Yeah, damn! I didn't realize he was playing that long. Holy shit! So like legitimately, two dynasties, and then if you want to call the Rockets run, um, you know it was a notable run. They the team that took advantage of Mike retiring. Yes, I would yeah. call that significant. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Like he was important, but on a very like micro level. Yeah, like literally specific plays he was important on micro um, jackson micro <laughs> yeah i don't know it's interesting i think Gron- i thought the same thing as soon as they won last night gronk having four and that has there been talk if he's coming back next year he said that he's for sure coming back playing he i, I think he'll be back on the team but you, you know him he never says like definitively i guess I he is he, a free agent now he goes somewhere else that'd be so weird he won't yeah, play. I don't he won't think play. he'll play anywhere without Brady. I I I agree. Um, so if that's the case, it's like there's no reason to think they can't win again next year. They're going right. to be in the conversation. Yeah, Brady. 
I think I think Brady can get another ring if he plays three years. It's just like he has no reason to stop playing. Yeah, he has. He, he most players stop on a gradual decline. If he wants to stop playing, it's pretty much up to him. Like I don't think he's gonna get cut and like fired. So whatever. His most recent update was that he said he wanted to play. Someone asked him like forty five, and he said yes for sure. That's two years. Yep. So, so definitely, you know, definitely within the, he'll he'll be in the playoffs. His tenure in Tampa, unless something crazy happens, so he has a chance every year. Um, yeah, no, the Gronk thing's interesting, and, and I saw that too. I mean, the more I think about it, it's like I think the the rings comparison gets kind of silly when the other big name obviously is LeBron going back to the NBA, and it's like he has it's almost similar to Brady. Like, yeah, he's he's you say only he's only won four, but dude, he is in the finals every year. He's been to what ten finals, mm-hmm. and I mean he's he's only won four. He's his losses though have been a little more comfortable than Brady's losses. Like Brady's yeah. losses have been toss ups, but you can make the argument some of his wins have been toss ups as well. So I don't know. And then everything you see on Twitter, as soon as you post something about him being the greatest individual team athlete, someone posts a picture of Bill Russell, and I like Bill Russell. I like the Celtics. <laughs> That comparison gets sillier and sillier, like the longer <laughs> time goes on. Would you agree? It's like you have 11 yeah. rings, but you're, and you were very good, but you're playing against eight. There's 60 guys in the league. Half of them have part-time jobs. Like I really, it, 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 it's not as comparable. Guys like LeBron and Tom Brady are playing at the peak of athletic excellence at like the height of their leagues. Yeah. So yeah, no disrespect, but it's just, I, I, don't think that argument's ever going to really hold much weight. You, you don't think the uh, the guys in like leather helmets would um, would present a problem to Tom Brady? Nah, I got Tom over uh, Otto Graham on my all-time <laughs> list. I do. Super controversial, but I do. Interestingly enough, I've got Otto Porter over Bill Russell. I have in, my, in our top fifty that we're doing soon. I have a, I have, I have Bill Russell comfortably sandwiched between Otto Porter and Michael Porter on the all-time <laughs> list. The old Porter, Porter house. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it just gets silly at this point. Like watching this happen. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I, I listed this after the fact. Um, oh boy. When do you think? And I, and I have an answer to this, but mm-hmm. when do you think is the first time that you heard the word? Goat, and I bring it up because I'm just tired of hearing the mm-hmm. word. Not necessarily conversation, but it's you know when things have are officially done is when you see like older, whatever mm. grandparents Boomers. talking about goats. Yeah, sure. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, Brady, how how long do you think if you had to guess a year that you heard first heard that word? What do you think it would be? Oh, uh, I think I mean we could probably go back and find this. I don't think it was really a word before Brady was it in common everyday use? No. Yeah. But I remember a specific instance and uh, I was like, Holy shit. If I had to that guess, word I was introduced s- then. Oh, then it's probably way before my guess, but I was going to say around like, um, probably his fourth super bowl. Like once he started the second yeah. dynasty, pretty much after. And even seven. then that's uh, let's say that that was the case. That's 2015. Hmm. So, yeah. A six-year-old like word. So the reason I bring it up is because oh, yeah, it's something that you and I both like. Uh, the I, I know what you're gonna say. remix. I was just gonna say I know exactly what you're gonna say. Which is 2007. Which is yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? That I even guess. back then that was already what? like yeah, but that that could have very well just been like a slept-on hip-hop line. No, Unless I know. ESPN, but like for someone to some intern at ESPN heard that song and was like, "Hey, we should talk about this every goddamn second we get." <laughs> The ability to do so. <laughs> it is just funny that that word was, uh, yeah, was even introduced at that point. But yeah, if anyone is curious, look up I Get Money with uh, mm. Jay Z, Diddy, yep. and 50 Cent. Next stop, great is line. Billy, great line. Yeah, great line. Probably went right over everyone's head at the time, myself <laughs> included. But yeah, because he was way ahead of his time. <laughs> What's dude talking about? Bill, who? <laughs> That's an all timer. That remix, that's up there. Is it? Is that maybe foreshadowing? Next, uh, maybe I did he know. mean Billy Belichick? 
Mm, maybe. Next stop is a Billy. Maybe. Who knows? Um, talk about your uh, your day on the old gambling field yesterday. You had a good one. Yeah, we we collectively had a good day. I um I decided to throw in a couple props. Mm. I basically I just decided to do who I thought was going to score the first touchdown. I took Gronk, Tyreek Hill, and who's uh, Godwin. Godwin. Yeah, I, I was just like Hill. I really thought, and then the other two, I was like, these are the long shots that I could see. And Gronk was fourteen to one. Yeah, which even to me, I was like, all right. So I put twenty eight bucks on it. Do the math out. That was for something six dollars. Right? So it was a oh yeah, it was for something. Yeah. It was it was four hundred twenty dollars. <laughs> That's a nice hit. Yeah. Um, and then I can't believe having seen how the way that the game played out. Yeah. Um, I can believe it, but I, I also took Brady over two two hundred and ninety-five passing yards. I was like, for sure. Two ninety-five? What do you finish with? Like 203. Yeah, 02. I was gonna say that seems high. I just figured it, it would have been an offensive shootout where he was throwing a lot, but huh, I, I think that <laughs> sure yes. wasn't. Um, that's what happens when you have a good running game, too. And sure plus, like, at certain points, they were trying to salt the game away with the running game, too. Um, yeah, then, never yeah. had the opportunity to do that in New England. That would have been nice. <laughs> just hand the ball off to Corey Dillon or LeGarrett Blunt for <laughs> two quarters. <laughs> That'd have been fun. Like in yeah. that Seahawks game, that's a stat line that gets brought up a lot. He had to play a damn near perfect fourth quarter to win that game. He went as he often does 13 for 15, around 200 yards. Yeah. Two touchdowns, no picks. Mm-hmm. I, I, I <laughs> saw this circulating around the other day, and I've said this before. I, I still think that the Falcon, the 28 3 Falcon Super Bowl was phenomenal. Like that'll never happen again. I still think that really kind of buries how good that Seattle game was. That Seattle Super Bowl was awesome. That was the funnest like second half of football. I guess outside of, I I, I, I mean, I have to go back and say which one was more enjoyable. Yeah, Falcons obviously was crazy. But that Seahawks game was so good. I I think you can argue that was just there as as good of like an overall Super Bowl game. That that second half or even fourth quarter specifically was so good. Mm -hmm. That first touchdown to Edelman, where it just absolutely put what's his name in a blender. Some some sorry ass uh, Seahawks cornerback. Um, Amendola had a big touchdown. The Javon Curse catch, which was absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. when I was ready to just throw my phone out the window. Obviously, the goal line play, the Malcolm Butler pick, like that game was crazy. Twenty eight to three. That Super Bowl was almost just like surreal. Like it was almost just like I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, like. How like ridiculous I, we, can we win a Super Bowl game? Right. What I mean is like there was a very short amount of time where I really realized like they can actually win this game. Seattle was a, a game the entire time. I think they were yeah. down 10 or something, but that was like a game the entire time. The Falcons were to, to, to this day just seems like unreal. Um, but yeah, th- those are like nothing like last night. <laughs> like, Bra- like Brady had to put up the greatest stat lines of all time. His greatest stat line was the Eagles game through for like 500 yards, literally had to do that to still lose by one score. But still that shit was incredible. Like these, these, that was the first, obviously that's like the, probably the biggest non Patriot Super Bowl last night. Like I had heavy interest in because of Brady. Yep. Um, that was just so fun. Last night was a lot of fun. So much yeah. more fun than a non Patriot Super Bowl. And like it sounds crazy to say, but they're just like, I honestly don't care. Like if if it wasn't the Bucks, I would have gone to bed probably in the fourth quarter. I was exhausted. If it was like Packers Chiefs and it was thirty-one to nine, oh, or yeah. like whatever twenty to nine at halftime, yeah, I'm good. I've seen this a hundred times. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, you had notes on the halftime show. I, I've heard I've heard pretty even split both ways. What do you think? I feel like I've seen more negative than good. And Me I'm too. not a weekend yeah. fan, but I'm pretty neutral. Right. And I, I, I enjoy the performance. Not that I like, yeah, like I said, I, I, good. I, I could go either way with him. I thought I like like visually how, how the whole thing looked. Yeah, uh, sure. My bigger takeaway was just, um, yeah, the reception that it got online. And right. there were so many, sorry, Dan Bollier. Boy, there were so Boom. many people that were saying the same thing, which was, Either I know these songs, but I don't know who this is, or 
people were like, who is the weekend or spelling his name oh, out with, with the E at the end. Oh, and yeah. that's a giveaway. <laughs> dead, dead to rights. <laughs> <laughs> we, I didn't see anyone say that outside of Dan Boomer Bolio. Yeah. Maybe that I'm just friends such with like, a, other I'm boomers. sorry. That is such a boomer post. I've never <laughs> heard of this guy, but I've heard his songs on the radio. Oof, not great. And I feel like the weekend is at this point pretty mainstream, no? Very mainstream. Okay, just making sure. Like he's like a pop artist. He's not like some rap underground rap artist. He's a pop star. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I was kind of curious to see what the halftime show, excuse me, was going to be like with everything going on. I've always thought Super Bowl halftime shows are kind of weird. I think it's weird where it's like the halftime of a like Smash Mouth football game. No disrespect to Smash Mouth, but like the halftime show of like a very violent physical sport. People are there clearly to see that sport. And then it's like Beyonce or like Lady Gaga, just a random Beyonce concert at halftime has <laughs> always been so bizarre to me. For at least like the live audience. I feel like a casual fan doesn't go to the Super Bowl. You right. watch, of course, plenty of casual fans watch the Super Bowl. It's just an event at this point. I just found that, I, I feel like that would be extremely uncomfortable. In a little bit of a different in way. Life. That's how I thought of when when we were talking to old friend Tyler I am about how the Hawks in basketball have Same like thing, a, yeah. a, a mid, whatever, mid-game performance. Yep. I, I guess, at least with basketball, it's not like guys... T- beating the shit out of each other and then you take a right. take a breath to watch some musical performance but at the same time it's just like that's even weirder because it's a mm-hmm. it's a much smaller stage and it's quicker too well it's also a regular season nba game yeah Why? which is like people What's pay top price tickets to go like migos goes on worldwide tours mm-hmm. like you pay hundreds of dollars to go see migos or I can buy this $16 Hawks ticket and just see them at halftime. <laughs> like, it's like a bonus. Very strange. Very strange how they do things down in Atlanta. I don't know. I don't oh. understand. I got a question. Mm-hmm. So if anyone didn't see the halftime per- performance, at, at one point the weekend did come down onto the, the field and he was dancing oh, yeah. with a bunch of guys that were dressed the same and had on like masks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Very responsible performance. Who was your favorite of the masked dancers? Third row back. Don't don't fifth, say it. This fifth guy in from the left. You fucking asshole. Killed That's it. Exactly who I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's a Super Bowl halftime show. Like, if you do too much, you'll probably get shit on. If you don't do enough, you'll get shit on. Like, what are these guys supposed to do? No one's there to watch. Actually, that's not true. That's, I also get from the marketing angle, you know, if they're trying to get more casual fans, like not to sound like whatever, but like probably mostly women, right. Who don't may not typically follow the NFL. It makes sense to have like Beyonce or Shakira, mm-hmm. you know, like Ari, my wife, she might not be as excited for the game. I mean, she is a football fan, but some people might be more inclined to watch due to the halftime show, which mm-hmm. is more than fair. You know, just like I wouldn't be inclined to watch a, uh, a concert of an artist I don't really follow, but if they randomly had like a 10 minute football game at half <laughs> at intermission, I'd probably watch it. I was about to say, how, how successful it. do you think that would be? I don't know, but I'm, I'd be willing to see it. <laughs> the, the Just first, in between songs? The first intermission at a Mumford and Sons concert, it's like seven on seven drills with the <laughs> Patriots and the Ravens. I'd go. It's the Oklahoma drill. <laughs> Why not? Why the hell not? I'd see that in a heartbeat. Um, last thing, you had notes on the commercials? I did. Real quick, what do you think okay, is sure. more polarizing? Ooh. <laughs> a halftime performance or a presidential election? Well, like most things in life, I think it depends on who's involved. <laughs> uh, recency bias, I'd probably go presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> If we're rewinding back to 2000, whatever, when Janet Jackson's breast popped out, you could argue that. Okay. Let me make it more specific in that case. Mm-hmm. What's the clearest? Okay. So let's say the, the halftime performance that you get to choose from. Mm-hmm. 
is a I don't know, just happens to be like a an old like sleepy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Just I your think someone who fits that description, or yeah. and also old, uh, prejudiced, divisive man. Opinion, opinion, opinionated man. Yeah. What was the question? Which is more controversial? What? <laughs> which would be the more polarizing thing to be like? Which would you least rather be a part of? Uh, God, I don't know. Um, at least the halftime show has like a time limit. It's not going to be any more than 30 minutes of my time. Okay. La- last iteration of the question. Okay. Who, who do you think would do better in their jobs if they were reversed? Joe, Joe Biden or Trump as the weekend performing or the weekend as a president? Who would do better? Yeah. And also who would look better when you swap their like outfits? Boy, mm. I guess the weekend would look more natural as a president, as the latter of the options. Um, but I'll be damned if that wouldn't be an entertaining halftime show. <laughs> that would still put asses in seats. It's sure. like, I think I posted it in our group chat with uh, the Bolio brothers. Um, WWE did halftime heat some time ago at a Super Bowl where they had The Rock and Mankind just have a wrestling match in an empty arena at halftime of the Super Bowl. And I should have gone, I should pull it up, like what year that was and who the halftime show was. But that is, that is Vince just being like, I'm at the point where I can put my program on at any time and do numbers. And I don't know if they got a, I don't know what the final tally was between viewership, but I'll tell you what, like I've never seen a halftime performance at the Super Bowl that I would want to watch more than the rock and mankind have a wrestling match. Oh no. I know that much. Yeah, I agree. Last night included. Um, so I guess this, I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. connection. Great connection. <laughs> so yeah, last thing, uh, the commercials, I didn't have a specific one in mind, but I, I just think it's, it, and it's been this way for years where people yep. always talk about how they're looking forward to the commercials. And if you go to a Super Bowl party, that's usually the conversation is if there's a lot of casual fans that are watching, they'll be like, yeah, I don't really care who wins this game, but I'm just here for the food and I want to watch the commercials. Yeah. I got a couple takes here. Um, (laughs) Go for it. First one, Super Bowl parties stink. Like if you are a football fan, Super Bowl parties are hell. I never want to be a part of one going to a Super Bowl party with a lot of people who are casual fans is not fun. Like, have you ever been to a watch a Super Bowl at like a bar or a restaurant? No, thank God. That's Same. I can't imagine anything worse, especially with a like a Patriots, a Patriots Super Bowl. My ideal, uh, my ideal like venue for a Patriots Super Bowl is literally sitting in my room with the door locked, just watching the TV by myself. Mm-hmm. That's ideal. Um, parties are just way too much. People bring food, and you have to socialize and. Most of the time, the game's probably like turned down and, and there's like music playing and like side conversations. No, like this is crazy. This isn't yep. a party. This is, this is business. <laughs> we'll party <laughs> um, after. Yeah, we'll party after. What was the other one? Commercials. Super Bowl commercials, I think, are dead. Like I, I was just talking to a, a colleague today online. It's like, I can't remember the last year where I could like remember like more than three Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Like they're just not an attraction anymore. I don't know if that is just like because we just get hit with ads and commercials all the time, or like commercials. Like it's it's now normal for like bigger name celebrities to be in commercials. You don't need to wait to the Super Bowl to see it. Right. The guy who was playing in the Super Bowl is in commercials regularly. <laughs> like I don't need like it. There really weren't any last night that stood out to me that were great. I'm trying to Plus, think if I can I think the way people. Any. I was gonna say I think it also has to do with people don't watch like. People pay to not have to see commercials anymore. Right. That's you know, not how you don't we see commercials TV. on Netflix. <laughs> exactly. Like I know some of our listeners watch DVDs and probably basic cable, but that's not how the majority of people consume media anymore. Like why why Matt, the thought of being excited for a commercial is just bizarre to me. Yeah. I would I would pay extra to watch the Super Bowl commercial free. Hundred percent. Scott Hansen, looking at you. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Big time. I would kill to watch the Super Bowl on Red Zone. 
an octobox uh, with just a bunch of different angles sign me up but yeah no not a big fan of anything last night really honestly not anything worth mentioning we, we, i kind of mentioned the matthew mcconaughey commercial um i don't think it was good what else was last it was night? just weird oh i didn't mind drake from state farm <laughs> that was great casting that was pretty yeah. good the michael b jordan amazon commercials were pretty funny um and that's i really don't remember like i i didn't sit there la- like none of them were trending ones. on twitter no like yeah. they weren't memorable i just don't think it's that big of a deal anymore and you it's, pay crazy amounts of money for those commercials but i, I was don't. about to say it's uh it's become like so so commonplace that at this point believe it or not if if i check my spam folder i know who's emailed me about potential opportunities to advertise and i said no sure no i'm good i have better uses for my money my my last take before we before we head out, I said this last night because remember I think one of the first commercials that was frequent was for Paramount Plus, the new Paramount Network. Oh, God, dude, we're at the point now where, or I guess I'll ask you, like, when do we get to the point where it's it's now the cool thing to like cut subscriptions and just go back to basic cable? <laughs> cool and economically makes sense because at this point. It's great. Every channel now has HBO Max, uh, ESPN Plus, Paramount Plus. My wife just bought fucking Discovery Plus. It's like all the HGTV shows. Like every CBS Prime Access or whatever. It's the same shit. Like you're just, (laughs) instead of paying one monthly bill for 200 bucks to Comcast or Spectrum, you're paying $12.99 to 15 different companies every (laughs) month. And you think you're saving money. I think the funniest part is that some of the, you know, at first it was premium networks, which I could understand more, but now are we going to get like, like we saw CBS has one. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about CBS plus. Are you going to charge me for like the weather channel coming up? Right. Seriously. We're going to have to get that through an app too. I'm not paying money to watch, to binge watch young Sheldon. Like I don't need to do this. Mm -mm. (laughs) <laughs> this is absurd to me. I but love now they're, they're, on the eights as much as the next guy. And no I will, kidding. I'll catch that on the regular weather. Channel. But they're slowly making it more and more exclusive to those networks. Yeah. Like HBO Max, like they make exclusive shows. Netflix originals are at this point, some of the best stuff on Netflix. Yep. So it's like, okay, I guess I kind of have to do this, but I don't know. Even that like, example even, of the CBS one, there yeah. are some shows that are exclusive to the CBS that's bullshit. App. Like, that's are you bullshit. Kidding me? Because they know people are still paying cable to watch CBS. <laughs> you can't just give it to me on CBS. Like, right. God, that really, really grinds like you, my gears. You might not be interested in, in the CBS app unless you already had CBS to begin with, anyways. That's how they get you. They rope you in and then you have to and, and again, it's like the pricing is is genius because it's not. It's it's low enough to make it not top of mind. Like what's Netflix? Like ten or twelve bucks? Obviously, yeah. I'm going to pay that. I need Netflix. Yeah. But even like ESPN Plus is five dollars a month. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, that seems like a great value. WWE Network is another great one. WWE Network is ten bucks a month. It's literally every pay per view every month, and it has literally every wrestling event ever, pretty much archived, and like original documentary. So that's ten bucks a month. That's nothing. Spotify, Apple, 10 bucks a month, nothing. But eventually you, you have all these things that are just, you know, 10 bucks here. It's like 200 bucks a month for mm-hmm. everything. So you're right back where you were, but you have to manage all these different <laughs> accounts. It's crazy. It's just a crazy time to consume content. I don't That's know. That's why you should watch our show. We ad free. Yep. No subscription. No nope. yet. Um, it's just like sometimes like just do the right thing and just put out good content at a fair price. Yeah. We're both very relatable. Just our Patreon is speaking into a mic. If you want to join our Patreon, it's uh, $4.99 a month, $499 a month mm-hmm. for exclusive content. Five minutes pre and post of every episode you can get for free. Some and if you want something beyond it. that basic membership, that's when only a hundred dollars every tier gold platinum and silver packages yes um but anyway i don't like to plug with ads during the show um anything else before we sign off any major takeaways no i can't i can't believe that we're gonna uncut the cord though i'm getting close 
You know why I'm they gonna, call it? I'm gonna cord? I'm gonna like siphon my cords back together <laughs> and just get cable. You know why they they call it that, right? Cutting the cord. I don't know. Is it has to do, and you should know. So it has yeah. to do with umbilical cord. I figured because, that's where you're going. Yeah, um, because a lot of times you were born with cable. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Oh, shit, that's a good reminder. I still need to cut my son's umbilical cord. <laughs> You were promising me the now. like a little bit of placenta. Oh, that's long gone, buddy. Next, oh, mm, delicious. That's long gone. <laughs> Old news. You know people do that, right? Yes. With what though? I think it's a standalone dish. I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> sauteed, like olive oil. Yep. <laughs> it's a meat substitute. Sm- smothered placenta. <laughs> <laughs> placenta fried placenta. One of the I know mm. last very I'll nutritious. Really yeah, good. I I know that you've personally seen a birth. Great I do stuff. think it's funny how it's uh <laughs> how it like I don't know if I saw it on TLC where mm. you know how they have those shows. Oh yeah. <laughs> Either there or I saw it in a uh, at a class at UNH. Making or maybe babies? I just googled it on my own time. Sure. Um, we'll include it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> How the placenta sometimes just like pops out like a frisbee. Yep. It reminds right. me of like I went tubing yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, actually, it actually does remind me of that. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I don't I don't remember seeing that specifically, but ours was different too because uh my wife gave birth to my, our son in the middle of the night. It was like three o'clock in the morning. So I was sleeping on a on a couch in the room. Wake I was, up the neighbors. No, like, no, we were at a hospital, but I was, oh. I was literally woken up, like woken up, like, Hey, it's go time. And it's like, Holy shit. So you just get up, you kind of like get yourself awake. And it was like, no, no pregame, no walkthroughs, just like ready to go. And it, it, it's, it's different. It's a Who strange experience. Her? Well, I drove. Oh no, we were, we were there way before. Oh shit. Maybe I'll say this for a separate episode, but we, we checked in like, we were in the hospital for like two days before we finally delivered. We got there way too early. Going through dry runs. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we, we did have some pregame walkthroughs. <laughs> you ever seen those videos from Super Bowls? Patriots used to do yeah. it. Doing like pregame walkthroughs in the lobby of like a Sheridan. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, um, I was thinking of like, you know how they have a scout team? So someone that mimics like mm. the, the, oh, the yeah, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah that too. But no, there's like all the America's Games episodes. It's there's always a scene of one of the teams like doing a, a walkthrough in like a like a, a reception hall of like yeah, whatever like hotel ballroom. We're staying at, <laughs> which is pretty badass. It's pretty cool. But got guys in sweats just walking around like a hotel lobby, literally preparing for the biggest game of their life in a fucking Holiday Inn <laughs> <laughs> check-in lobby yeah. in a Holiday Inn do it, uh... spa. When when we were playing, um, where did we? Where was ours? <laughs> I can't begin to imagine what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. Well, I know we, we play different positions, but you as a punter, where was your walkthrough? It was different for us. It was virtual. I had to do it in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, remember when like the bubble, the NBA bubble, first rolled out, and there were those videos of them like rolling the hardwood, literally oh through God. like the cliche hotel carpets. <laughs> Yep. Like that's when i was like yeah we're not having an nba season but dude you, it came out. you looked over to the wall and the yeah. wall was also carpeted almost like a lita lane <laughs> i was like where, where the fuck are they playing this looks like lita i almost pictured it like like an aau tournament with like three courts and like those slider like dividers like between like each court like whistles over blowing each other Loose balls flying into the other court. Yeah. Oh, God. That could have been a disaster. But it wasn't that much of a disaster. Anyway, let's sign off here. So another Super Bowl, another ring for Brady. We'll be back later this week. Um, we can get if back he gets into some to 11, now. Go ahead. If sorry. he gets to 11, where do you think he'll wear the 11th? Like during the, during the ceremony? That's what we call a teaser. We'll address that on our next episode. Mm-hmm. We'll open it up to the fans. Where does Brady wear his 11th ring? <laughs> Dude, if he Plenty didn't wear it there, that would be pretty badass. I, it depends. 
It depends on the size of the ring. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's how you use it. Sure. Um, all right. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.